Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unk, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unk, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. A gorgeous mother of three goes missing. Her family distraught. What happened to Maya Millet? In the last hours, a major break in the case. As the family hung out in the wind and twisted their hands trying to find Maya Maletti, I want you to hear something. I want you to hear Maya herself. Listen. I could listen to her play the guitar and sing all day. And what is haunting me right now is the fact that her children, three children, Lazarus, has just turned five. Uh, Mayalani has just turned 10. Laura May is just 11. Can you imagine what the children have been going through without their mother? They've got the pictures. They've got her clothes. They can listen to her recordings, but they don't have her. So when I hear her singing and playing her guitar... It's very bittersweet. Again, I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us, with me, an all-star panel to make sense of the breaking news we are just getting right now. First of all, Paul Best, uh, reporter joining us from Fox News and Fox Business. Joseph Scott Morgan, professor of forensics, Jacksonville State University, author of Blood Beneath My Feet on Amazon, and star of a brand-new hit series on iHeart Podcast, Body Bags with Joe Scott Morgan. Founder and director of the Cold Case Research Institute, Cheryl McCollum. You can find her at coldcasecrimes.org. Dr. Bethany Marshall, psychoanalyst to the stars, joining us out of L.A. She's the star of a new Netflix series, Bling Empire. Matthew Mangino, former prosecutor in Lawrence County, now in private practice, author of The Executioner's Toll. Richard Jule with me. 
a family member, and joining me is Maya sister, Mary Chris. Mary Chris, I, I I can't imagine what you, the family, have been through. Guys, before we start with Mary Chris, take a listen to Abby Alford, CBS News 8. 39-year-old Maya Millette, who also goes by May, the Chula Vista mother of three who has not been seen since Friday, January 8th. It's been a nightmare. Uh, it's been ag- it's been painful, heartbreaking. Her sister, Mary Kirstulay, says that Maya's nine-year-old daughter saw her last inside their San Miguel Ranch home. Her family says that her Jeep and Lexus are still parked at the house. She's always on her phone, um, but her phone was been off like the whole day Friday. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I mean, right there, Paul Best, you and I have gone round and round and round about Maya. She's last seen in the home, according to her own children. Now, see, I have two children, and I'm sure they could tell you, Paul, the last time that they saw me, just a couple of hours ago. They could probably tell you yeah. what I was wearing and vice versa. So you've got the children saying, this is where mommy is, and you've got her Jeep and the vehicles are still in the garage. That should be a big tip-off right there. Where is Maya? Yeah, absolutely. The uh, San Diego County District Attorney kind of laid out um, those curious movements on January 7th. Um, they actually, She actually described uh, a triggering event, quote, um, on January 7th, Maya's last phone call to a divorce attorney on that day um, later that night, around 8 p.m., Maya sent her last messages to a Facebook group for her family around uh, 8 or so p.m. Um, and then her phone activity stopped, paused for the last time ever on January 8th, just hours later at 1.30 a.m. Okay, hold on right there, Paul Best. I'm trying to take in all the information you're giving me. Paul Best has been on the story from the very beginning, Fox News and Fox Business Reporter. So she was using her phone, texting and sending messages the evening before she disappears. Is that right, Paul Best? That is correct, yes. And and you know what, Cheryl McCollum, we're seeing this right now in the Gabby Petito, Brian Laundrie manhunt, uh, where cell phones and use of electronic devices may crack the case. And here we have her there at home the night before she goes missing. Her children say mommy was home. That's when I saw her last. It's not like she went hiking. It's not like she went to the mall. It's not like she went out for a jog. We don't have any of that. Uh, Do you remember um, Sherry Papini? What was her first name? Sherry. And she went jogging. And we knew that because she had told her husband she was going jogging. So we knew where she was. For instance, uh, Long Island jogger, Karina Vitrano. She said to her parents, hey, I'm going to go jogging. We knew where she went. Here, the children are telling us mommy's home. The last time they see her, she's using her phone the night before. That tells me a lot. Everything in her world was okay at that time. Yes, no. Well, these patterns are very important. The patterns of her being on social media throughout the day when she was not taking care of the children. She had a habit of contacting her family every single day. And if anybody contacted her, she would respond fairly quickly. What's concerning a little bit is, yes, the children are saying that she's home and that she's been home, but they're not seeing her. You're you're dead on. You're dead on. Uh, you know what? Wherever I am, the twins find me. 
if I'm back in my room researching, if I'm up front in the kitchen, wherever I am, they find me. I'll see the door crack and they look in. <laughs> I mean, they will find you, but they didn't see mommy, but they say she was there. So what gives with that? Take a listen to our cut number five. This is Vanessa Van Heift, ABC 10. It appears she took her phone, but is not responding. I'd like to text her, you know, I don't know if she's getting it, but I say, hey, babe, at least let us know or call someone. Just at least let us know you're okay. Her Jeep is still at home and no one has seen or heard from her. Assume maybe one of her friends picked her up and, um, you know, they went hiking or the wine tasting. She likes to go wine tasting to make love. Maya works as a defense contractor at Naval Base San Diego and didn't show up for work on Monday. I call her boss. So, yeah, she didn't even log in. And that's the other alarming part because work for her is like a party. Okay. One of her, that's her outlet. Miliette says he will continue to search, anxiously awaiting. But I don't even know what day it is. That's how sweet the proud guy. So um, I can feel the effects, you know. But basically, I'm just mentally, emotionally, and physically drained. Okay, right there. And you see me exchanging sideways glances with. Jackie here in the studio because I mean I'm just telling you right there Dr. Bethany if you don't know if your wife went to a wine tasting or whether she went hiking then you've got a very big communications problem because if you're going to go wine tasting you you you, it's got to be at a wine event or at a vineyard you're going to need somebody to drive you home a way to get home Um, if I were going to go to a wine tasting I probably would take my husband with me. Also, if I'm going hiking, you say, hey, I'm going hiking on X, the trail. You have the gear. You're dressed to go hiking. So when your husband says something like, well, she either went to a wine tasting or she went hiking. And I think her friends picked her up. Now, unless David, my husband, has me totally fooled. He's at work right now. He is working on something that I consider to be incredibly boring, some business deal. That's where I think he is. I'm pretty sure because when he left, he had on a business-looking outfit. He had his backpack with all of his research and blah, 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 a lot of paper stuffed Mm -hmm. in there. And he called in route and said, I'm on my way to work. Mm-hmm. How does this guy not know if his wife mm-hmm. went hiking or to a wine tasting? Nancy, there's so many clues our, our spouses give us. I mean, my husband's a judge. I knew when he left uh, for work this morning that he had a trial. I knew what the trial was about. I had a sense of when the trial was going to end. Cheryl McCollum said something very important, that there are patterns in life. There's patterns to social media, to her social media. If she was supposed to go to a wine tasting, there would be a pattern of care for the four-year-old child. Who's going to care for the four-year-old? Who's going to care for the 10 or 11-year-old? There would be a pattern of friendship, texting the friends, arranging the rides home. You know, when somebody either, in this case, the husband, gives too many details, I think they're lying, or when their story holds and it's very vague, they're lying. Bethany, but the dichotomy, if she's either gone hiking or to a wine tasting, that doesn't even make sense to me. What are you going to wear, your hiking boots and your shorts and all your gear and your backpack and your helmet and whatever you're going to take? To a wine tasting? How do you not know? It's like a big party. 
Okay. Well, and with the wine tasting, you have friends, right? So there would be friends who would have been with her. You don't go wine tasting alone. Yeah, what friend? What friend picked her up? And don't they have a ring doorbell or surveillance in the, 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 the neighborhood or the home where you see who comes and picks them up? I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner. I want to go out to our very special guest joining us. It's Maya's sister, Mary Chris, and Richard Julie. And guys, I feel like I know you because we have been studying this and trying to figure out her disappearance like a Rubik's Cube for so many months now. A lot of prayers have gone up regarding the disappearance of your sister, Mary Chris. And I've got to ask the question. I may not know everything my husband's doing all day long. I may not want to know everything he's doing all day long, but I know this. We have the twins covered. We know who's taking them to school. We know who's picking them up, who's taking them to the orthodontist and to scouts and to this and to that. It's covered. Nobody goes anywhere without the twins being covered. So who would take care of these babies now, 5, 10, and 11? Uh, you know, um, Nancy, um, at that time, you know, it, it's been just the two of them, Larry and, and, and my sister is taking care of the kids. But, you know, um, and that statement from, from Larry is entirely a lie. Um, we knew that since the beginning. Um, and you mean about the hiking and the wine tasting? Yeah, yeah. You know, she's, she's not, considering you know, this day, that weekend is her daughter's 11th birthday. Oh, no. Whoa, wait, wait. You just jogged my memory. Memory, Mary Chris. With me is my sister, Mary Chris. And you and I talked about the birthday. Can I tell you the drama surrounding the twins' upcoming birthday? The planning, the invites, the evites, the this, the that, the pizza, the birthday cake. That's an ordeal grande. That's like a Broadway production. And from what I remember, Maya really planned out the birthday and there is no way in H-E-L-L she's going to go get a snoot fill 
at the wine tasting when she's supposed to be doing the birthday. I remember that distinctly. Tell me about the birthday plans for the 11-year-old. Right. She, um, it, it's a, a snowboarding uh, event for, for the family. We were going to take them to, to Big Bear um, Resort here in California. So um, that's her 11-year-old. That's what she wants. She wants, you know, the outdoor stuff. Um, she's very active, so she wants to go snowboarding. And she had planned it uh, to celebrate with family. We we rented um, a cabin in Big Bear. And for her to, you know, not do anything or tell us anything about about that uh, birthday party, that if it's canceled or anything like that, you know, she could have told us. And she's not going to, you know, to any uh, wine tasting or any hiking at that time. She's, she's looking forward to celebrating her daughter's 11th birthday. You know, I found something very interesting that Cheryl McCollum said, and she's absolutely correct. Take a listen to our Cut 11, Tyler. If you would play that, this is Abby Alford from CBS News 8. Cheryl pointed out the children said mommy's home, but they didn't see her. Listen. Mary Chris says that her sister's bedroom was locked and she wasn't inside. Her sister confirms that Larry and Maya argued the night before she went missing, but didn't say about what. Police say that Larry is cooperating. They searched the house twice and have not found evidence of a crime and have not issued search warrants, but have several detectives investigating Maya's disappearance. It's so pretty. Maya's family says that she loved the outdoors, hiking, and adored her kids. She's fun-loving. She's the, actually, she's keep us going. Despite being active outdoors and online, police say she's left no digital footprint. No digital footprint. I want to go back to Mary Chris Jewelay and Richard Jewelay. Let me understand, Richard, what does this mean that she is at home, but the bedroom was locked? Yeah, I guess Larry, um, my brother-in-law went out there Friday and uh, just to check on her on her, on his sister. And uh, when he got there, Larry said that she had been in her room for 11 hours that Friday, uh, which is kind of odd because the kids, um, uh, you have to think who's feeding the kids, who's getting things ready for the weekend. But he knew that there was a big argument on Thursday, so he kind of just left it alone. Maybe she just needed, you know, to air out or just wanted some time alone. Um so it's just it's weird that that Larry didn't check up on her. He wasn't even concerned about her well-being. Uh, that Friday, it was just kind of like, okay, it's been one day. What was going on? But my brother went checked it out, and then he said, yeah, she's in her room. She's locked. And the, the next day, my father-in-law, Saturday morning, my, uh, my father-in-law went to check on his daughter, and Larry magically had the keys to open up the door that Saturday morning. And um, when we were, why didn't they just knock? Well, I think they did, but she just kind of, I guess it was more like giving them the benefit of the doubt that, you know, maybe she just needed some time off because there was a big argument and he didn't want to intervene in their relationship that, that much. A big argument about what? I don't know. I'm not sure on that. Mary Chris, do you know? Yes. Yes, I knew. Um, Okay, so um, there's again, you know, 2020 is it's been a rough, um, you know, um, uh, I mean, it's been a rocky relationship with them. So um, there's been an issue, uh, you know, it, it's 
you know, it's going to be out there anyway. So I, I'm not going to sugarcoat on, on my sister. Um, you know, they, she was linked to someone at work. Okay, wait. Are you trying to tell me the husband thought she was having an affair? Well, no, she's not. Well, you know, she, it wasn't confirmed. Uh, but he is accusing her. Okay, so they're having a fight because he's suspicious of a co-worker. Correct. Okay. Now, what I don't get is why they don't just on the door. Uh, Tyler, please play our cut 12. This is investigative producer, CBS News 8, David Goffertson. I went in the house, but I immediately noticed the windows all open, the fans on full blast. It was chilly in the house. Attorney Billy Little went inside the Chula Vista home of Maya Millette on Monday, January 11th, and conducted a walkthrough with her husband, Larry, days after the woman went missing. I was mostly at that point seeing if I could smell anything, if I could smell any bleach or smell the smell of a dead body. Um, and of course, there's absolutely no smell. Family members confirmed they contacted Little to help them find the missing mother of three. When I went to the bedroom, I immediately noticed a hole probably uh, 10 inches long by about uh, six to eight inches tall, rectangular shape that had been freshly repaired. Okay, wait a minute. So there's a big hole in the bedroom door that has just been repaired. Her sister, her brother, all very disturbed. The children say mommy's home, but nobody can see her. She won't answer the bedroom door. Tyler, please play our cut 13. Again, David Gottfriedson. For months now, Little has been collecting evidence, including hundreds of text messages sent in 2020 by Maya's husband, Larry, to friends and family. He started by complaining to family members. He started by accusing his wife of having, may of having an affair, going to her supervisor, insisting that male coworkers be moved um, with absolutely no evidence that was, there was an affair going on. Some of the messages included photos. This one looks like an altar with lit candles. Others include biblical quotes talking about adulterous women, like this one saying, her feet go down to death. Her steps lead straight to the grave. And it started ramping up as 2020 went on. And as May started moving more and more uh, towards a divorce, he became more and more desperate. Little says the day Maya contacted a divorce attorney is the last day anybody heard from her. I am very, very concerned and was concerned when I first heard about this, I guess, um, hate shrine built to Maya. Uh, do you, what, could you describe that for me, Mary Chris? It, uh, I, I, as everyone else, I, I didn't see, you know, or I didn't know until, you know, it's shown on, on the news. Hold on, Paul Best, can you t- describe it for me? Um, yeah, Nancy. So apparently in September 2020, um, Larry, uh, as the district attorney laid out yesterday, started displaying increasingly erratic behavior. He created the shrine in September 2020 that had a picture of the couple in the middle surrounded by candles and then what appears to be either blood splatter or red candle wax around the picture. It's very bizarre. Um, and then also quickly to note, around uh, October, November, December of 2020, Larry apparently started enlisting spellcasters. Okay, why, why, what? Spellcasters? Yeah, the district attorney said yesterday um, that around December of 2020, they became much more threatening. 
uh, Larry started trying to cast spells on Maya that she would have broken bones or get in an accident so that she could stay home. Um, and then also just if we could go back for a second to Larry's kind of um, idea that there was another man involved, which is, again, like America said, is unconcerned, but this is coming from him. Um, apparently on January 9th. Wait, do you actually think, Paul Best, that I'm going to take the word of a guy that creates a hate shrine and and hires spellcasters to break his wife's yeah. bones so she'll stay home from work? From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner. Merry Chris. I was mortified when I found out he would call her supervisor at work and insist that a male co-worker be transferred. Can you even imagine your husband calling your boss and insisting yeah. some guy you're not dating and he's insisting the guy be transferred? How embarrassing to start with. Yeah. And now, did you have any idea he was hiring a spellcaster to put spells on his wife? Yeah. Uh, I couldn't imagine how desperate he became. You know, it was, um, in a way, you know, I, 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 I still am unable to wrap my mind around it, um, how, you know, how he, that behavior really. Did Maya ever let on to you what he was up to, his bizarre behavior? No, no, she um, she was still trying to protect him. Oh, gosh, guys, in the last hours, there is breaking news in the search for Maya. Take a listen to our Cut 22. This is our longtime co-worker and friend at Inside Edition, Jim Moray. It's a jarring moment released from the night a mom disappeared. <laughs> You can hear six loud bangs that sound like gunshots. The terrifying audio was captured on a neighbor's surveillance camera at 10 p.m. 
Missing mom Maya Miliete's neighbor provided the recording to KFMB-TV San Diego. Maya's sister says she shared an ominous premonition that something might happen to her and who would be responsible. She did said she, you know, if anything happens to her, it might be, it might be her husband. Maya and Larry were high school sweethearts and had been married for 21 years, but she was reportedly ready to end the marriage and had scheduled an appointment with a divorce attorney the same day she disappeared. She said that um, she's filing for the divorce um, and then that she said it's going to be a nasty divorce. To Matthew Mangino, high-profile lawyer joining us, former prosecutor and author, Matthew, we all know the statistics. The most dangerous time for a woman, an abused woman, whether it's emotionally, verbally, or physically, is when she finally decides to leave, when she finally takes that step, calls a divorce attorney, demands a divorce, wants to break up. That is a single most dangerous time for a woman in an abusive relationship. Yes, no. Well, no question about that, Nancy, and, and I don't think it's a coincidence uh, that she disappears on the day that uh, that she makes this call to a divorce attorney. Um, you know, we see erratic behavior building up to this, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, she she gathers the strength to to call a, a, an attorney to discuss divorce, and she disappears. So, so I don't think that that's a coincidence in any way. Uh, the timing of that, and it certainly lends itself you know, to this whole idea that 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 is when a woman uh, is most vulnerable in terms of domestic violence and and or in this case, uh, possibly murder. Take a listen to our cut 24, Roxanne Kennedy, the chief of police. Today at 11.42 a.m., the Chula Vista Police Department SWAT team served an arrest warrant and arrested Larry Maletti for the murder of his wife. Larry was taken into custody at his home and was alone at the time of his arrest. And I know many of you are all very concerned about May's children. I want you to know that they are safe. I hear the cheering and the happiness at the announcement that Maya's husband, Larry Malete, has been arrested. But that's not the end of the story. Take a listen to our cut 23, NBC7. The district attorney says that she filed the case against Millette uh, yesterday, and then uh, he was there he was charged with the murder of his wife. He was also charged with possession of an illegal assault rifle this morning at 11.42. He was arrested at his home with the help of U.S. Marshals and the FBI. He's currently being held right now in jail without bond. Now, the DA laid out a litany of, of facts. However, most of their case is circumstantial. What they don't have is are, are the remains of May. Uh, but what they do have, uh, according to the district attorney, is proof that she no, is no longer alive. For nine months, there is no proof of life. She went on to say later, May Millette had a bank account and had money in it. And over the nine months, she's never touched it, that she's never posted on social media. She's never texted or called, even though she is a person that would call family members daily. So when she talks about proof of life, what she means to say is there is no proof that she is still alive. Straight out to my sister, Mary Chris. Mary Chris drew a lie. 
You have a lot of circumstantial evidence, but what you don't have is Maya's body. Why? We can't. We still can't find her. You know, he did, I don't know, he did a good job getting rid of her. Um, it's just been horrible, but, you know, um, we, we have to continue looking for her. We're, we're going to be searching for her. Um, it's still, it's still be, this is just the beginning again, and, and now that we have more leads. We've got to find that body. We've got to yeah. find the body. Because when this case goes to court, the jury might think she's dead, but the state has to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. And yes, a case can be prosecuted without a body. But I do not want this guy to slip through the fingers of justice. Where is Maya? Uh, Paul Best joining me, Fox News and Fox Business. Paul, again, thank you for being with us. You hear Mary Chris's voice. You hear Richard Drouillet's voice. They're exhausted. They're at the end of their rope. This has been months and months and months trying to get answers. And they can't find the body. Why is that? What what am I hearing Absolutely. about him driving for, what, 11 hours the night or around the time? Tell me about that. Yeah, so on Friday, January 8th, the day after Maya apparently disappeared, he left with his youngest son around 7 a.m. Um, he told police that he went to Solana Beach, but he was gone for 11 hours and 20 minutes. He skipped work. His boss was calling Maya, calling Larry's dad, trying to figure out where he was, saying this isn't like Larry. He left his phone at home mm. so that there was no way to track him. Um, and then I do want to say, just to quickly give you a sense of how wide the area is that uh, authorities are currently searching for Maya's remains, which, as you just alluded to, is going to be key in this case when it eventually does go to trial. Um, the district attorney said yesterday that the navigation system on Larry's Lexus that he was driving for 11 hours on that Friday registered a, quote, navigation event two and a half hours before he returned home. And that navigation event was for his home address. So basically what police are saying is that there is a two and a half hour drive radius around the Chula Vista home that he shared with his wife, um, where her remains could potentially be. That's according to police. And that's a big area. To the east, you can get to Yuma, Arizona in two hours. Uh, to the north, you can get to Los Angeles in two and a half hours. And then, of course, to the northeast, uh, there's countless state and national parks and wilderness. Um, so it's a wide search area right now. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? 
Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner. Let's bring in a professor of forensics, Jacksonville State University, host of a brand new hit series on iHeart Podcast, Body Bags with Joseph Scott Morgan. Joe Scott, you know how I feel. When somebody says they only have circumstantial evidence, let me remind everybody, under the law, the black and white letter of the law, and this is read verbatim to the jury before the jury begins deliberations, circumstantial evidence is as probative, as powerful, as direct evidence, such as an eyewitness, a fingerprint, or DNA. It is considered to be as powerful as direct evidence under the law. So when somebody says, well, there's only circumstantial evidence, that's a line of BS. But I will admit, I'd rather have direct evidence too. So, Joe Scott, that's where you come in. How are we going to prove this case? Yeah, you know, I, there's there's a bit of there's a bit of information that I was curious about. Mm-hmm. My understanding is that I guess it was probably the eighth. Mm-hmm. The family allegedly went to the home, or maybe it was the tenth. I can't recall. And there they saw bath mats being dried out. They saw trash cans being dried out. And there was a distinctive smell of bleach. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let, let, let's confirm that. Uh, to yes. Richard Drouillet and Mary Chris Drouillet, what can you tell me about that? Um, we were there Sunday. Oh, well, we actually were there um, Saturday night. Um, you know, the the bed was clean. There's, you know, um, the, um, there was a comforter that was missing uh and then sunday um wait what did you say was missing i didn't quite what a comforter comforter missing okay right and then and and um sunday um we were there too looking um the house is a mess um it's because his parents just moved out and then um we were there monday also the auntie the aunt start cleaning the house that's when Billy Little was there. Uh, Attorney Billy Little um, went in and, and, and walked through with Larry around the house. Um, that's when he smelled the, the bleach. The bleach and saw bath mats drying out? Yes, over trash cans, Nancy. And okay, I got to tell I, you. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. I want to just go no, to Bethany please. and Cheryl on yeah. something. Hold a thought, Joe Scott, because it's going to tie yes, into what your analysis is going to be, yeah. I think. Dr. Bethany, um, generally speaking, I, I don't like a mess. In the home, and I don't know if that's some mm-hmm. kind of compulsion, but I don't want the children to grow up in a messy environment. So I think from what I've learned about Maya, she was the same way. And the fact that I, the house mm-hmm. was in a mess, to me, that means something. Because if people came into our home and it looked like a cyclone hit it, they would know I had not been there because that bothers me, it gets under my skin. Now, that's a behavioral thing. It may mean nothing to somebody else. But that tells me Maya was dead that day. 
Because, Nancy, this is yet another break in the pattern, right? The fact that all of our social media stopped. Um, on down the road, we're talking about no money withdrawn from a bank account. Cheryl McCollum was talking about the patterns on her social mm-hmm. media, who mm-hmm. she contacted. But what happens in the home when you have a four-year-old, a 10-year-old, and an 11-year-old is extremely important. You're preparing their lunches for school. You're making sure their clothes are laid out. You have you have towels ready for them. I mean, a good mother does care about her home. And so this was a dramatic break in the in the pattern. And she is no dummy, guys. She had a really impressive job. Paul Best explain what she did. Wasn't it for the Navy? Yeah, she was a contract specialist for the Navy. Um, from everyone that I've talked to, all of her former coworkers, uh, they all said she was a rock star at work, um, that she uh, she did a great job and that she really enjoyed it and, and loved doing it. She had a lot of responsibility. What I'm trying to tell you is she didn't just, you know, fall off the turnip truck. She, This woman is smart. She is accomplished. She's beautiful. She's raising these children. And what does it say to you, Cheryl McCollum? Now, see, a defense attorney would try to have a field day with this. But women on a jury, and maybe some men too, would get it. If somebody came, you you know, Cheryl, you've been in my home. If somebody came in and everything was a mess and there were dirty dishes in the sink and laundry's right. piled up high and the beds are not made. Uh-uh, that's not going to happen. That tells me right then she was dead that day, that minute. No question. Friday by 8 o'clock. And again, what they're going to do for this case is they're going to go back and they're going to show everything that led up to it. The fact that he tried to hire a hitman for $20,000. The fact that he was sending text messages up to a hundred a day. You left out the spellcaster. Oh, I'm getting there because that would be something that and I that know. hate shine. My, yes. I know good and well you would put one of those statements up big as Dallas for the jury, you know, jury to stare at. That not only did he want her bones broken, wanted them broken so that she couldn't leave him. And then he's borrowing gun cleaning equipment. There's a 40 caliber mm-hmm. handgun missing. Mm-hmm. He's got assault rifles. And all this happens after he talks to the divorce attorney. But I want to say one thing about that bedroom door. I'm certainly nobody on this panel is going to be able to stop you. So go ahead. Thank you so much. When they say she's in the bedroom and then the brother-in-law comes back over and Larry, the husband, opens it with a key. You're telling me that bedroom door locked from the hall. Was he keeping her captive? Can I always count on you to keep it real, Cheryl McCollum. Okay, Joe Scott, put it all together. How are we going to prove this case? Hey, I got to tell you, Mary Chris, uh, first off, and my apologies in advance, but Nancy, I got to tell you, my friend, when I start hearing words like bath mat, soaked in bleach, drying out, and all of the cases that I've worked as a death investigator over all my years, I got to tell you, that means that something occurred in in the the bathroom. And that means also that potentially there's evidence in that tub of a cleanup. Now, I'm not going to go down the road that you think I'm going to go down relative to the, the level of gore that is involved in this. But there was an attempt to clean up in that environment. Why else would these bath mats be bleached out? I have to say, Nancy, I think that there is going to be a level of violence involved in this that we can't imagine. Well, a great deal of bloodshed. Because if you asphyxiated someone, there would not be that kind of a cleanup. 
This is a bloody event. And look, Mary, Chris, and Richard want to know the truth. A carpenter uses the tools they have at their hand. What did this guy have, Nancy? He had a multitude. He had an armory in the house. As a matter of fact, he was hooked up on an illegal weapons charge for a tactical weapon that he had that could use multiple calibers of bullets. And the feds know something here. Let me tell you why. It wasn't just the Chula Vista police that showed up to process this house. Mm -hmm. You had the FBI ERT team. That is the evidence response unit. They showed up at the house to process this thing. I actually believe that not only are we talking about a homicide here and a missing woman Mm -hmm. and a missing mother, we're talking about something that could potentially extend out even further that the feds would take this much interest in this case. Well, I'm thinking that he may be selling weapons. That's what I'm thinking. Well, he had so many weapons. Yes, he did. And I just cannot understand. I don't know what this guy was involved in. How many weapons do we know that he had? Uh, He had about 20 weapons. um, And as was just alluded to, he was charged with illegal possession of an assault rifle. Um, And one of those weapons, notably, is still missing, a 40 caliber gun. I want to follow up with uh, Paul Best and Joe Scott. Let me know when you get Cheryl back. Matthew Mangino, Bethany Marshall, how can we track where he hid her remains? Mary Chris Drulay, Richard Drulay, what are the cops telling you? How can we figure out where he hid her remains. This could be critical at trial. Well, Nancy, I, I think it, it certainly is going to be critical at trial. Is this Matthew or Richard? It's Matthew. Okay, go ahead. You, you certainly can You can certainly go forward with a circumstantial case. Um, th- there are convictions where there's been yeah, no body yeah. found. Yeah, I know you can, but I don't want to. How can we track? I think it's crucial that you find the body because... Although we have circumstantial evidence, we don't have forensic evidence at this point. We don't have witness evidence at this point. So the body and the cause of death and the manner of death are all going to be extremely important in this prosecution. And I think it's only going to be done by a thorough um, investigation throughout that entire region with multiple police forces and federal help to try to locate this body. This is not going to be easy. Nancy, if I could jump in. Go, Bethany. If I could jump in about this, I doubt he drove around willy-nilly looking for a dump site for the mm-hmm. body just You're because right. that's not how these things go. Mm-hmm. Think about with killer dad Chris Watts. Think about tot mom. They always go somewhere either near the house, near a relative, or a place with which they're very familiar. Think about it. If you have a body or body parts, you're not going to just dump them in a park or in the woods or in a garbage can. You're going to be thinking those 11 hours he drove around thinking. With his four, then four-year-old in the car, I might add. Nancy, I've got Absolutely. to say, I've got to say the two big pieces of evidence here, in my opinion, relative to this event, they still have that Lexus. No one, as you well know, does a good enough job cleaning a car up. If he had to clean up in the house, that means that there is potentially a mess in that Lexus that he missed. They 
and get their hands on that Lexus. And this is the other thing. They rip that bathtub out of the wall, take the drain traps out, all of the associated plumbing, and go over that with a fine-tooth comb because this is essential. If you find tissue in there, if you find tissue that is tied back to this poor, poor woman, I have to say, Nancy, that might be body enough. I hear you. I was going to disagree with you until you said that if they could get enough evidence out of the drain, which I don't think they can because so many months have passed. But if they could get that from the car or the drain or both of them together to show that she is, in fact, dead, he should not get a gold star for being able to hide the body. But Mary Chris drew a lay and Richard drew a lay. If you think back, guys, and you look at like the Scott Peterson case, where did he go to his old fishing hole, San Francisco Bay? Taught mom, where did she throw her baby after uh, Kelly was murdered? Right down the street from the home, across from her old school. If you look at K, Chris Watts was just brought up. He went to his old place of employment, Anadarko Oil Fields, to hide the body of his two children and his wife. This guy, Larry Millette, has hidden her body somewhere he thought. It would never be found somewhere he's familiar with. What are cops telling you guys, Mary Chris and Richard? Yeah, they haven't really told us any specific area, just that time frame, you know, that they're looking at that two and a half um, hours. But what does that mean, Mary Chris, a two and a half hour event? What does that mean? He stopped for two and a half hours somewhere? Uh, that's what the, it sounds like that's what they're telling us. Oh, well, that's where it is. That's where it is. Yeah. So, so in that, um, that's the area that we've been having, you know, our, not just gut feeling, but it, I mean, it's, it's a feeling that we know she could probably have been. It's the desert. Um, it's a, a two and a half hours. It's the desert. Did you say it's in the desert? It, yeah. yeah. It, 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 we call it the desert. It's, um, you know, cause it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's a desert area. And what he did was very cunning, Richard Jouley. He left his cell phone at home so he cannot be tracked by pings. He is no yes. idiot. He knew what he was doing. But now they've got a two yeah. and a half hour event where I'm understanding from Mary Chris Jewelay, my sister, that he was stopped for two and a half hours during this 11 hour period out in the desert. That's where she is. So how are they determining that, Richard, through the navigation system in the Lexus? Yeah, that's correct. I guess they had a um, I guess he must have stopped somewhere and looked at maybe different routes to get back home. And where he got pinpointed was about two and a half hours away from his house. Um, so that's where we're going to be starting our searches. I mean, I, we've always thought it could have been the desert, but it, during the summer, I mean, the desert's 120, 125 degrees, mm. you know, by 12 o'clock. So it's really dangerous to be out there at, in, in that in that heat. But Nancy, there's also a four-year-old in the car. I know. I've been wondering if the four-year-old could point out where they went. Um this is what we know. In the last hours, a stunning development in the case. We all thought nothing would ever happen. But now the husband of my Milete has been arrested. But what we need now is her body. If you have any information, 888-580-8477. Repeat, 
888-580-8477. I heard those cheers go up when the arrest was announced, and I wanted to cheer, but I know the hard work is still before us. It's a long row to hoe before we get justice. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress, a collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The natural hybrid is made from natural latex, natural wool, and environmentally safe foams. The natural hybrid elevates your sleep and supports. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy to learn more. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner.